to Spill the Secrets Singles. I'm your host, Lonnie Harmon, the dating counselor. Let's go. So have you ever felt like there was a secret formula that you had to put in all the appropriate ingredients in the right order at the right time in order to create this like magical masterpiece called a relationship? Yeah, I think that that is what it's like sometimes to try to explain to a heterosexual male how to date a heterosexual woman. When he is trying to unlock the code and to figure out like what's the right time to do these things what what does it look like when I'm trying too hard what does it look like when I'm not trying hard enough have I put in just the right amount of effort what's the formula okay so I'm gonna tell you today gentlemen what the formula is and how you can get the girl All right, step one in the formula is to make the approach. A woman loves it when she knows you think she's physically attractive. She likes to feel beautiful. She likes to feel desired. So when you make the approach, it signals to her brain, hey, I think he could possibly like me. And that already feels good to her. So you make the approach. You start the conversation. You ask some questions to get to know her. The line here is that trying too hard means that it's all about her. And the other side of the line is you trying to come off as a pretentious peacock, strutting all of your colors, letting her know that you are desirable. That is totally a turnoff. And she doesn't, she is not interested in seeing how desirable you are. Yes, it's good for her to know that you're a catch, but honestly, she needs to discover that herself. You parading your peacock feathers all around is only going to look like you are trying too hard and it is a turn off. Okay, dudes, here is step number two. Step number two is called create an opportunity meaning you need to look for an opening and you need to figure out a way to get her on a date. So creating an opportunity looks a lot like saying, oh, that looks like, sounds like something fun that we could do together. Are you available? And then you insert a date and a time. And she'll love that because you're already noticing, hey, it's an opportunity to establish a romantic connection and to create a date. If you feel like it's too soon, you kind of have to read the room, meaning like she's got to go or she's looking hesitant or reserved. Don't assume that she's hesitant or reserved, but notice if she's trying to leave and say, is there a time that we could chat again or could I get your phone number? Create an opportunity with trying to stay connected. When you have a phone number, take an opportunity to send a text right away. Hey, this is Bill. We met at the party. Thanks for giving me your number. Hope you have a good night. I look forward to speaking with you another time and then leave it. 
The formula indicates that you create opportunities. You don't just start an endless text chatting loop. Nothing can kill romance more than just going on and on and on back and forth in text messages, right? There's the one side. The other side is not spending any time getting to know them at all. So you want to create an opportunity to get to know them by scheduling a date. So if you're texting the next day, say, it was really nice to meet you. If you feel comfortable, I would love to take you on a date this weekend. We could get some dinner and get to know each other better. Something casual, but where we have an opportunity to talk. Does that sound comfortable to you? What you're doing is letting her know that you recognize you don't know each other very well, but that you also recognize that getting to know each other in person is the best opportunity. Now in your mind, you might be thinking, oh my gosh, I have to actually know if I super like this girl. I have to know if it's totally gonna work out before I do this. I really hope that you don't. I really hope that you just think, I'm going to create an opportunity and on this date, I will also discover if we're compatible. And during the date, you can say, gosh, it doesn't seem like we have a lot in common. Or you can say, hey, let's do that on our next date. So step number two, create an opportunity. Step number three is make a plan. Be the man with the plan. You will be the man if you have a plan. But the second little caveat to that is that you actually have to communicate your plan. Communicating your plan means I would like to take you to dinner. And then you could say, is there a type of food that you don't like? Would you like to pick? Would you like me to pick? You don't want to give so many options that she feels like she is planning the date for you because that will not make her feel special. You also want to please her. So find the little nice balance and sometimes that can just be a meaningful I was thinking of going to blah 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 does that sound good to you and she will say yes or she will say no if she says yes say great I will pick you up at this time or say would you like to meet there and send a picture a very current picture of yourself if you've met online and create an opportunity for her to see you as you really are. When the day of the date comes, you always send a text that says, looking forward to our date tonight. I will see you at seven o'clock at Chili's in Salsalito. I don't know, wherever that might be, but that's the opportunity for you to then just remind each other that this is happening and it also makes you look like the man remember the man has the plan but also you are the man when you have a plan okay Jed so the next piece of the puzzle is to show up and showing up means literally physically showing up to the date but also just showing up being yourself you be you feel confident in your skin feel confident that you have something to offer and go into this knowing that you may not be a match, but that's okay. You also could be a match. We're not going into this with this all or nothing like it's going to be so great or it's going to be so bad. Most dates are usually just kind of average and that's okay. That's what it's supposed to look like, right? You got this. 
you have something to offer. So go in thinking, okay, what can I do to help figure out what we have in common? When you find some things that you have in common, you can kind of go a little deeper into that. This is where you're going to find information about what you could potentially do on the next date. So this date, all we're trying to do is gather information to find out if we want to go on another date. And you're strong, you're brave, you're confident, you got this, like you can figure this out and you can just kind of be in the moment and not overthink and not worry about forever. Just worry about what kind of conversation can I bring up and what some what are some things that I want to get to know about her you ask her questions and then you share about you as well okay so let's circle back to that whole peacock thing right remember how you're going to be strutting around trying to establish that you've got something to offer men have a strong tendency to do this by over talking on a first date by establishing that they are desirable on a really bad date, uh, a guy's going to talk about his ex. He might show pictures of his ex. He might do this so that he can kind of say, oh my gosh, I am so desirable. Look, look who I got. That is such a turnoff. Remember, she wants to discover that you're desirable. As you talk about things and interests that you have, you can feel confident sharing who you are. It's not that you have to be, you know... <laughs> put all these talents under the bushel, so to speak, or keep everything hidden, show up and be who you are, but do so in a way that is just matter of fact, not necessarily trying to establish that you will be the best provider in all of the land and that you have slayed the most dragons. (laughs) Does this make sense? I hope so. If you want a little bit more information about this, this is where you keep listening to my podcast. You hit me up for a phone consultation and we'll see what we can do to help get you on the right track. Sometimes this just takes a little bit of coaching. Okay, so don't think, look at this as like, oh my gosh, I'm going to therapy. I suck at dating. No, it's just sometimes you need some tweaks and you need them from a woman who can tell you straightforward that this is what the issue is and this is how you need to tweak it. Okay, circling back to showing up. When you show up, can you please show up with your best hygiene in mind? Okay, I'm going to say this as gently and delicately as I can. A beard, awesome. Too much of a beard, not awesome. An ungroomed facial hair thing you have going on, not awesome. It's not giving her that appeal of, oh, I can see your lips and I would like to kiss them. Uh, We want to make sure that you look kissable, right? Even if she isn't going to kiss you that night and you're not interested in kissing her that night, we're trying to create some chemistry. So be groomed, showered, and feel free to look her in the eye and show who you are. Again, if you're not a match, that's totally okay, but you got this. Do you have to dress a certain way on the date? No, you don't have to dress like, you know, you're somebody that you're not. But what you do want to do is you want to wear clothes that don't have holes in them. You want to wear clothes that are clean. And you want to wear clothes that fit. Men have a tendency to not shop very often. And so their clothes are either too big, too small, extremely outdated, and 
don't really have a lot of uh, appeal to them. So just as you, as a man, heterosexual man, are interested in getting to know a woman because you find her physically attractive, what she wears, how she presents herself, how she does her hair, all these things matter to you. So they're going to matter to her too. You can't just say, oh, that's just for, you know, somebody else to worry about. Uh, Let's talk quickly about dental hygiene. Most people get this, like, I, I mean this with a great deal of love and respect. And I'm not trying to, like, single anybody out or target anybody. But I just want you to think about your dental hygiene when it comes to dating. Because it matters. Your breath matters. Flossing and brushing. Mouthwash. All of those things matter. Your teeth do not have to glow in the dark with whiteness. But hopefully they're white. If they're not and you have some dental issues, go ahead and meet with somebody and see what you can do to help get things in order. They may not make the biggest difference, like this may not totally matter to your date, but I think it's just when you're looking at who you're attracted to, it's not that you have to completely match that standard, but you want to be able to be in the same arena as that standard. Uh, A fresh haircut sometimes is a good idea. Uh, Nice smelling cologne aftershave. It's not that you have to become a total metrosexual, as they say, where you're getting a mani-pedi and you're getting facials and all that stuff. Although if you are, great, you do you. But I'm just saying you want to be able to show up for the date looking like hygiene matters to you because it matters very much. And hopefully your date will have the same uh, vibe about that. And if that's just not a match, like that's just notice that like we're not a match and this is that area where it is off, right? That is what it is. So showing up for the date, that is step number four. Okay, last step here. Step number five is called make the next move. So the next move indicates where you guys are going to go from here, meaning we're going to go out again. We're not going to go out again. You can decide what you want. Yes, you're trying to read the room. You're trying to figure out if she wants to go out with you, which is great. But you're also not looking for every small detail and getting like so hung up on is she interested? Is she not interested? Did she do this? Did she touch my elbow? Did she text me? All these things that you're looking for her to lead the way. If you are interested in going out again, feel confident in saying, I would like to see you again. Would you like to go out again? She'll say yes or she'll say no. This is where we get the biggest problems because men will say, well, did she mean yes when she said yes? Or did she mean no when she said yes? You know what? I don't know. I don't know what she meant. I'm going to be honest with you. Women say yes when they mean no all the time. I think we do that to be nice. I think we do that because we think it's nice. Or maybe we do that because we don't know. And it's easier to figure that out outside of the date versus right there in that moment when we feel like we are on the spot. I so get that. I've been there before. This is an assertiveness training that we all will go through at some point in our lives when we find ourselves overcommitted. 
having said that, let's not assume that her yes means no. Let's move forward that yes means yes. And because yes means yes, create an opportunity to go on another date. And you don't necessarily have to set it up right there in that moment, but you also could say, great, I will give you a call or would it be okay if I gave you a call and we could set that up? And she will say yes because she already did say yes. And then you call and you set it up and you don't again overthink it. There is a piece of the puzzle here known as distress tolerance. If you have low distress tolerance, meaning I do not deal with uncertainty, I need to know quickly if they're interested in me or if I'm wasting my time, then dating in the early stages is going to be a real struggle bus for you because it's going to feel like you are just in this open area of anxiety and to get rid of the anxiety, you stop dating. So distress tolerance looks like when someone says, yes, I accept it and I accept it because of course I'm desirable and of course this is great and it's going to take a few dates before I'm really going to know if we jive together or not and that is totally normal. If I need to know really soon if she's interested in me, maybe that's a self-esteem issue, right? I could be in this space where I'm going, hmm, I have to really know that they're interested in me or I don't want to go out with them anymore because I feel really insecure. I feel insecure about what I have to offer and I need someone to quickly grasp on to me and hold me tight. If that's an issue that's happening for you, let's look back, go to my Instagram. Let's get a phone consultation going on. You can book it online. You don't even have to talk to me yet. And let me help figure out what hiccups are happening for you there. Because honestly, like I said, just come sometimes a couple of tweaks and you're back in the game. So distress tolerance is, is like a huge topic. But what we're trying to do here is get you on the right track so that you feel confident in being able to present yourself in the dating arena. And early relationship building is a lot of highs and lows. So you focus on you, you focus on what you're interested in, what you'd like to do. If she says no, you say, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to get to know you and great day. You just found someone that doesn't fit and you move on to somebody else. And if she says yes, great, plan another date. Do the same formula again. Show up for the date, excuse me, let's go back. Make a plan, communicate the plan, show up for the date and create another opportunity to go out again. Uh, you're going to be looking at breaking the touch barrier in ways that let her know that this is a romantic interest for you and not just another person that you are spending time with. There's a couple of ways that you can do that without actually making yourself or her feel uncomfortable, such as offering her your arm, which means when you put your elbow out with some space in between and she can kind of loop her arm through while you're going through a crowd. That's if handholding feels too forward for you. Um, you can also do this by like kind of gently touching their hand or offering reassurance while they're talking about something that could be a little bit challenging or even if it's just like a playful pat while you're laughing about something. Opening her door, opening the door to the restaurant, um, helping her off with her coat, helping her on with her coat. These are ways that you're signifying to her 
hey, this is romantic and I have a romantic interest in you and I am really glad to be able to show that with you, show that to you. Obviously, at some point, we're looking for handholding, we're looking for cuddling, we're looking for kissing, because these are ways that are very significantly different than other types of relationships. This is what signifies it as romantic. Some people say ask permission. Some people say that's super cheesy. I think you do you. You do you and you do what feels right for you. Yes, we're trying to like read the other person, but also if you're nervous, just say, hey, I'm nervous, but I want to kiss you. Or see if she's offering her head in your direction, in which case, carpe diem. Go in for the kiss. If it's short, you can read the reaction. <laughs> My husband always said that he would try to hold a girl's hand within the first or second date because if she took her hand back, he knew she wasn't romantically interested. But if she let him hold her hand, then he knew that she was. Now, I feel like that's pretty brilliant because personally, when he reached for my hand on our first date, it gave me goosebumps and it was so attractive to me that he felt confident enough to say like, hey, this is romantic. I'm into this. That felt really reassuring to me. Maybe other girls it wouldn't, but for me, it sure did. The opportunities that you have to date are going to keep coming forward. We don't want to put a lot of people in this early dating stage. You're looking at a couple of people to date and get to know. And then when someone clearly is a no, then you can add somebody else in. But if you have too many options, all you're going to be doing is planning multiple first and second dates and then not getting anything moving forward. And you're just going to get discouraged. There is a special note that I want to bring into this discussion. I want to talk about what happens when you want to date one of your friends. Now, guys are usually attracted to a girl straight from the beginning. They are attracted to her. They think she's beautiful. She's great. And they will date her or they will not date her based on timing. If they are not attracted to her, they just won't date her at all, regardless of timing. So in the event that you are attracted to one of your friends and you want to take them on a date, there are some things that you can do to make that transition. And I have a special guest in this next segment to teach you about how to take someone from being a friend to a potential romantic partner. So please enjoy this next section with my dear father. I am very lucky to have my dad here in town. He is currently serving as a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Newport. Newport Beach, California, which some may think is a vacation. I haven't ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually doing missionary work. I wanted him to share his perspective on how to identify that you are interested in one of your friends romantically and how to transition them from the friend zone into the potential romantic partner zone. I knew my wife since I was four and she was three and we were best friends like the whole time, but we didn't date. Um, we talked to each other about our dates. We used to sing together. We did lots of stuff. But until I went on my mission, we never did date until I got home. And when I got home, I thought, 
I really like her, but we have been friends for forever. So what do I do so when now? So you say you really like her, you were friends with her. So what made you think I'm now attracted to her? I realized that it was time for me to go to the next step. And I'm not saying that you have to do it right away. I just know for me, I wasn't progressing in life. And I had talked with other girls and I took some of them out. But I just really liked Luann, but we'd never been out. And so I happened to be at her house, and I was in a group at college called Men's Chorus. And she liked Men's Chorus, and I said, well, I'll just line you up with somebody. And almost as soon as I said that, I thought, what a stupid thing to say. I'm the one that wants to take her out. But I had told her that, so I thought... Oh my goodness, what am I going to do now? So I kind of played it off for several days. And then I thought, well, I'm going to be her blind date. So I did dress up as a blind man and had an eye patch and a cane. And <laughs> and I went to see her and she was, I, I don't know if she was surprised or not. She was, she told me. Oh, good, good. And that was our first... And then I, I took her out to Plain City and she got fitted for some singing costume. That was our whole date. We didn't, I mean, it was maybe 25 minutes and 20 of them she was in with the seamstress. So it was not a long date, but I thought that was kind of good. Because you made the declaration. You said, I'm interested in going on a date with you. And she no. said yes. <laughs> sort of. I just said, I will line you up with inadvertently saying I, I want to date, date you, you. Yep. yes and she was a little surprised but I I could tell she was happy because we really were really good friends and then I thought well how do I how do I take it up from here and so in my mind I was I was always taught that you don't kiss a girl until at least the third date now, whether that's true or not, I have no idea. But that was my thought. And so I counted the dates. And and on the third date, I remember I was taking her to the door. And she was standing on the step. And I finally got the courage to say, could I kiss you? And she said, yes. She was quite surprised. She said, yes. And I kissed her. And it was just a chased little kiss, but it was really good for me. And that's when I knew this is the girl I wanted to pursue. But I didn't want to bug her all the time. Well, she had waited for this guy on his mission, mm -hmm. and he came home, and I would see his truck over at her place. And at the time, I thought, uh, you know, I, I just like to be with her. So I had an air horn on my truck. And I'd drive by, and then I'd honk that air horn, honk, honk, and then I'd drive off. And eventually, the other young man and her called it off, and that's when I said, okay, I'll line you up with somebody. Okay, there we go. Okay. And then, so if we fast forward to when I kissed her, it was just before Christmas, and so I thought, you know, what am I going to get her? And I got her a triple combination, and I had her name imprinted, and I thought, maybe I should just put Luann, because I didn't want to put her last name, because at the time, I thought, I want to be her, her last name. 
<laughs> and then Christmas was on a Sunday, and the Wednesday before, she said, let's just be friends. And that was a lousy Christmas. And by New Year's, we had somehow got back together. That was our first date on New Year's Eve. I know how they got back together. I will just say the grandmothers meddled. Their mothers oh, meddled. Yes, that's true. They did. But when I took her out on the New Year's Eve dance and through New Year's, and we talked a little bit that night, that's when she told me she didn't know if if I could be serious about her. And I did, and we were engaged, I think, 11 days later and married six months or so. I don't know how or whenever it was. Anyway, it's scary to go from friend zone to serious zone, but if you never do it, you will never know. And if it doesn't work, you'll know as much as they will know, but it's certainly worth a shot. Well said. Thank you so much for joining me today with this special episode of The Formula, How to Get the Girl. I want you to share this with your bros, and I want you to reach out to me for a consultation if you need it. And I think maybe we all kind of do. Let's be honest, it's kind of a hot mess out there. I'd be happy to get you pointed in the right direction. Go to my Instagram, at the dating counselor. Click on the link in my bio. It says work with me. You can click in there and it'll you can just sign up for a 30-minute phone consultation and we can just kind of lay out what needs to happen and make a plan for you. So no problem, not a lot of time invested, but just kind of getting you into that next space in your life because dating is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be tedious, awful, and you're not supposed to want to be with someone and end up alone. Remember, you got this. There are so, so, so many good men out there. Good, honest, lovely, kind, handsome, brave, smart men. And if you're listening, you're probably one of them. So carpe diem, you got this. Go get the girl. Have a great relationship. Don't worry about dating your wife right from the beginning. Let's find a girlfriend. When a man knows what it's like to make a woman happy, he feels so proud and he feels so proud of himself. And so it's so wonderful for you to have that opportunity because straight from the beginning, having a girlfriend is going to help you develop that emotional intelligence and emotional maturity and communication skills that you totally deserve to have. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. So what does it take to create a successful relationship? Well, that is the question that I am out to answer in teaching you my new class, The Relationship Screening Method. Go over to thedatingcounselor.com, click under courses, and learn more about this new course that I'm offering on a virtual platform that also comes with weekly live coaching sessions with yours truly. So that's again, go to thedatingcounselor.com, look under courses and look up the relationship screening method so that you can actually apply the method to then begin creating your successful relationship.
This podcast and the social media associated with it represents the opinions of Lonnie K. Harmon, LCSW, and her guests to the show. The content here is intended to be psychoeducational and should not be taken as specific mental health advice. The content here is for informational and educational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your mental health professional for any mental health questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and social media are her own and that of her guests to the show. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. Privacy is of, is of utmost importance to us. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect client confidentiality. This podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a therapist-client relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast, please send a message to Lonnie at Lonnie at MillCreek-Counseling.com. That's Lonnie, L-O-N-I, at MillCreek-Counseling.com.